Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Advent season, the, the season where we reflect on Jesus Christ first coming into the world. He came into the world to save sinners. Paul said, of whom I am the chief. He came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. He came into the world to, to die, to live for us, to die, to rise from the dead, and to save sinners and to give them eternal, everlasting life. So that's what we're remembering in this season. And your your intro reminded me of a couple good books to that are excellent on just that why did jesus come and one of them is by beaky and bokestein um and i think it's just entitled why christ came and it's 31 devotions on why jesus christ came and each devotional talks about a different aspect of his coming that he came to destroy the work of the devil he came to um, save sinners he came to be the perfect second adam um and then um john piper john piper um, 50 reasons 50 reasons or i think it's called the passion of christ in yeah. the old version so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah different yeah different different titles yeah. so uh we've been going through uh familiar christmas carols now i have never heard of this one i, I don't think it's not well, let's uh, make it clear it's not familiar <laughs> this one certainly way. is not fa- well familiar to me the, i am a I'm, I'm really young though this one is vintage <laughs> Vintage, vintage carol that would so be a this good... is one of the oldest of the carols um in the fact that it comes actually from the time of the protestant reformation um it comes from the 16th century yeah its first appearance in print was in 1599 uh, so and it could possibly have been written even some 200 years before that so calvin might have sang this one this very maybe very quite probably he was, the, he was at least dead the lutherans did <laughs> Right, but if it was written before oh, that, for yeah. sure, for yeah. sure, yeah. Um, th- th- we're talking about "Lo, how a rose air blooming." That's the title of the hymn. Air apostrophe or e apostrophe e r air. Yeah, "Lo, how a rose air blooming," and it and it is a um, it's a difficult uh, Christmas carol to sing. Very often, you'll hear uh, choirs do it. It's done in a kind of a madrigals kind of style. So the Music itself um, is is not necessarily metered uh, like we would have in a hymn, you know, where you could actually count out the meter. It's it's the the hymn is done in certain rhyme, and so it's so and the it's a music has hymn. certain pauses that occur in in it that cause people to struggle to be able to sing it because they come in too early or or don't exactly. Unless you very well are good at reading music, this is not an entry well, but, level song. But nobody's po- going to carol yeah. this song. Right? The poetry <laughs> itself was set to music by a man by the name of Michael Praetorius in 1609. He was the son of a Lutheran minister, and uh, and it and it's considered one of the most beautiful of 
Christmas carols, you know, it, it has an ethereal quality to it when you listen to it. Uh, when you hear choirs sing it, very often you might, if it might be one of those things that's on an album. In fact, even Mannheim Steamroller did a, um, did a, what, it, an Rendition. instrumental of this a particular carol. So let's go ahead. Um, I, I better not read it. Okay. Since I've not I'll, sung it, I, I like totally might butcher this one. Okay, I'll I'll read the I'll read the the first stanza here. Actually, the original was in twenty three stanzas, so it's considerably cut back. <laughs> um, Lo, how rose air blooming from tender stem hath sprung, of Jesse's lineage coming, as men of old have sung. It came a floweret bright amid the cold of winter. When half spent was the night, and and you know the two things that are coming out in this first chorus is you know it's a reminder that uh, of Christ's coming through the line of Jesse. Jesse would have been the father of David. Um, this is a a reference back to um, Isaiah chapter eleven, where we have the prophecy of a a branch that's going to come from Jesse's stump, and uh, also. As men of old have sung, it's also a reminder that this was a promise that was made to David in Second Samuel chapter seven. So it's it's picking up those biblical themes there. Yeah. The second stanza says, "Isaiah twice foretold it: the rose I have in mind, with Mary we behold it, the Virgin Mother kind, to show God's love aright, she bore to men a Savior, when half spent was the night." Mm. So Isaiah has a ton of, of prophecies um, about the coming Messiah, um, but in the early chapters, you have chapter 7, chapter 9, chapter 11. Um, Jonathan just mentioned chapter 11 about that he's going to come from the stump of Jesse, um, come from the lineage of, of Jesse from who gave birth to David, then David's line is what we have in, in Jesus Christ. But then you have in chapter 7, the promise that Jesus Christ was going to come from a virgin. And then chapter 9 of Isaiah is the one that has those couplets, the wonderful Savior. And, and he, the writer makes mention to that. She bore to men a Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this idea of a virgin birth, that's really why we, we chose this song, mm-hmm. so we could focus in on the virgin birth of Christ. Obviously, it's, it's referenced throughout these lyrics. So what do... What do we mean when we speak of the virgin birth? I mean, maybe how is that contrasted with uh, with Roman Catholicism? Well, let's talk about um, the virgin birth. Really, what we're talking about is a virgin conception. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I mean, the birth was just as normal as any other birth. Um, you know, she delivers this child, um, but we're talking about a virgin conception, we're, and we're picking that up uh, from, you know. Um, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, for instance. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Jew, Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And, uh, you know, um, also in that same uh, chapter there, in, in verse 20, when the angel of the Lord appears to Joseph, it says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. 
that she will bear a son and you will call his name Jesus. So so um Jesus as a as a baby still in um Mary's womb, he was the product of Mary's egg and the Holy Spirit's overshadowing her. So he had no human father, but he did have a human mother. Right. And this is something that all of the historic creeds talk about, that he was born of the Virgin Mary. Sometimes in an overreaction to Catholics' overemphasis on Mary and her role. Um, like, at, for and, instance, her sinlessness and the Immaculate Conception and all that stuff. And the whole idea of her as a mediator alongside of Jesus Christ Unfortunately, Protestants have overreacted and kind of almost um, neglected Mary and the virgin birth of, of or virgin conception of, of Jesus Christ. And I, I think that's not the answer to some of the errors of, of Catholicism. I think we need to have a more balanced approach to it. Yeah. Re- well, re- on, the, on the shorter, real quick, um, we, we talked about it just, I'm not trying to change subjects, but w- we talked about this on, on the previous shows about what it meant for Jesus to come into the world. But the shorter catechism gives a really good answer. How did Christ, question 23, being the son of God become man? Christ, the son of God became man by taking to himself a true body and a reasonable soul. One of the heresies of, one of the Christological heresies of the early church is that basically the divine nature just kind of um, put himself inside of a human body. And so that Jesus didn't actually have a human soul. The, the divine nature part just kind of played the part of the human soul. And that's actually heresy. Jesus had to, to fulfill uh, obedience for us, not only in terms of his outward physical body, but his inward man, his human soul. And this yeah. is what this is saying, that he is true man, yep. yet very God. Yep. Yep. Oh, I think it was Gregory of Nyssa that said, what is not assumed is not redeemed. So in order for us to redeem us wholly, he had to assume a a human nature. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I I cut you off. No, go ahead. We were, you know, this whole idea, we're talking about the virgin birth, and we need to remind uh, people that this was prophesied in in Isaiah 7, 14, where we, where, um, you know, when... When the king of Assyria was uh, when when um, the king of the king of Jerusalem uh, was was uh, under attack, um, the Lord sent Isaiah to give him um, assurances that this would not happen, and uh, it, you know he wouldn't be overrun by by um, the na- several nations has come together, and he was told to ask for a sign, which he in a kind of a pietistic kind of way, said, oh, I, I'm not going to put the Lord to the test. And the Lord says, well, I, I'll give you a sign. And uh, and, he, and he says to them, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Um, and there, there, was, there was, a, was a reality to this then, There's a, but it was a fuller reality in the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And... In Matthew's Gospel, in chapter 1, um, the angel appears to Joseph in a dream, and it says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When, the Mary, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. 
and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, what Jonathan just read. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Mm-hmm. And if you think about Which this. Which means God with us. With, yeah. If Man. you think about what's going on here, Joseph had to be wondering what's going on. Um, Absolutely. He, was, he, he, had he not knew been where babies Mary. came from. Yeah, and he had not been with Mary. And so he's saying, I know that child is not mine. I love Mary, and so I'm not going to to make a big deal about this, but I am going to dismiss her quietly. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and and that would be the right thing to do. Yeah. And the angel comes from God and says, "Oh no, Joseph, yeah. you 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 don't understand what's going on. Yeah. This yeah. baby is my son." Yeah. And, um, and one of the things we know about Joseph is it says he was a just man. He yeah. was he was a law. He he by. Right. He was abiding by the law of God, yeah. and he would recognize that uh, this was an, an, you know, if it happened the way he suspected it happened, yeah. that would be an immorality. That yeah. would be something that he couldn't have, um, you know, he wouldn't want to be in contact with. Real quick, um, we're, we're getting ready to close. Um, this wasn't just a great miracle. This this was this was necessary for mm-hmm. our redemption. If yes. Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. Um, he would have inherited original sin. He couldn't have been the second Adam. So when the over when the Holy Spirit overshadowed uh, Mary, um, that the new race was was born in Christ. In essence, he was a second Adam in the fact that he was born in the same nature of the first Adam without sin. That's right, well, fully this, human, yeah, this, but yeah, without sin. This carol focuses on the divine nature of Christ and also highlights the human nature of Christ. That's right. Well, we will see you next time.